0: Welcome back to the podcast, Brotherhood Without Manners. I'm Ryan McBride and I'm going to be your host today because, as per usual, I am. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm soloing it again today because it seems to be the pattern that's emerging. I need to get one of the other lads to uh, to come in with me next time, but sure. Who knows, they're all very busy and uh, undedicated to the cause of Game of Thrones, I think. And uh, I'll know if they're listening because they're going to be pissed off when they hear that uh, yeah and this time round I have yeah, it's got, I got some theories that I would forget about but I don't want to forget about if uh, I left them until season 8 of Game of Thrones comes out in 2019 now actually I got asked um, there before I came on air what date is Game of Thrones coming back at? and actually I don't think there is an official date I think it's just 2019, and uh, uh, as to when in the year that could be, I, I don't know, but I think, personally, it's going to be later on the year, it's going to be later, as late as possible, just so they can have a nice Christmas thing, but I could be wrong, because I often am, especially when I've been talking about theories, which is what I'm going to do now. Um, lots of you have been watching uh, the Super Bowl, or watched the Super Bowl uh, last week, and the 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 intersection who happened to like Game of Thrones saw so the Super Bowl ad with Peter Dinklage uh, eating Doritos, and from that people 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 got carried away people 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 are silly people are a bit too quick to jump on the bandwagon and they thought that. The fact that he was eating the Doritos and they represent fire meant that he is actually a Targaryen from a Doritos ad where he plays himself, and I just disappointed to be honest with everyone on this one. I I, I thought we I thought we were going to save ourselves for some better, more thorough theories on this, but I, I mean I have heard <laughs> I have heard theories with a lot less foundation but and this kind of I uh, kind of annoyed that people have, have actually gotten onto this but anyway Peter Dinklage actually responded to the theories they're that, that bizarre he doesn't often do it and uh, uh, I think he kind of he responded to all of them but when he's talking about this one he he does point out about the Doritos he, this is what he said I love every single theory the fans of our show have because they're so much fun they get to show the dedication and the love they have for the show But you have to understand that this is a Doritos commercial. It's not Game of Thrones. So fans are sort of stretching the limit with that theory when you're branching out to Frito-Lay commercials. But I say that with all the love and respect. Please. I love them. I love the fan theories that they have until the show is finally over. And uh, I was very diplomatic of him, but he's like, essentially, cop the fuck on, lads. This is just a Chris ad. And I think that's fair. Now, I don't know whether you guys agree out there, you probably do, but in the occasion that you don't, come at me, tweet me, Brotherhood Pod on Twitter, and uh, you can find me on Facebook. Um, oh, yeah, and actually, if, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, pop me over a review if you like the show give me 5 stars because nothing else matters and uh, maybe, maybe some of your friends will hear it too maybe maybe we'll get some traction going who knows after 20 episodes oh and it's episode 20 Jesus Christ yeah we, we're on episode 20 and uh, I'm kind of happy it's reached this point I mean I couldn't believe it we're nearly on 2000 listens and uh, that's that's an achievement There's 100 listens per episode and plus the the 800 listens we left behind when I moved from SoundCloud over. Um, so, yeah, it's going pretty good. And, yeah, so what else was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah, if you have any thoughts, tweet me at BrotherhoodPod. And uh, if you have any questions for the next uh, for the next episode, or if you have any questions about what's going on in this show, you can email me at bannersmanners at gmail.com, and you can leave me a... Uh, uh, recording on your iPhone or your, your 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 Android or whatever you used off your computer, your Zoom, your whatever the hell, if you want to send me a voice recording so you can hear your voice back on the show next week when you're asking a question, that's perfect. That sounds good by me. And I'll read it out. Well, I won't read it out. I'll play it. But uh, And I'll answer it. Anyway, second theory I got going on here. The It was about the hound, this one. And the hound, I, I, I don't theory enough about him. But, and there's so much stuff that I could be doing with him, and it's kind of disappointing that I haven't. Uh, A lot of people just do get carried away with Cleganebowl, and now it's pretty much confirmed, because he was like, oh, you know what's coming for you, brother, you've always known. Uh, For some reason I was in the North, but he actually doesn't sound like that at all. Um, But in real life he's Scottish, so maybe I'll get away with it. (laughs) I won't. (laughs) I'll probably be punished even more for saying that. But, yeah, this theory is related to that quote, where he said the zombie mountain, and it's that the hound's fire fear is founded. And, um, I mean, it was founded anyway because the going thing in the, the going story in the books and the show is that the mountain shoved his face into the fire when he, uh, when he was a kid when they're both kids because he was playing with his toy. And I. I mean, that's grand for explaining explaining the mountain and why he's uh, a brute and just kind of some character explanation for him. But this one got me thinking an awful lot and I'm kind of I'm very convinced by this. Um, this one just basically says... Well, okay, I'll just catch you up some context here. The mountain in the later part, the later season of Game of Thrones, joined up with the Brotherhood, of Banners, Banners, not us, he joined up with the Brotherhood, of Banners, and, uh, he started following the Red, God. well I didn't follow the Red God, but he started seeing visions in the fire, which was a big deal for him, because, he didn't like looking into fire, or stuff like that, because, he was afraid of it, because, what we thought was that, his brother, pushed his face into the flames, and gave him those horrible scars, now, I think that when he was a kid he saw the mountain's death and he told the mountain and he told the mountain about his death and the mountain pushed his head into the flames causing the burns because he told him listen, you're going to die this way or I'm going to kill you this way or something along those lines and I feel like his season 7 in the dragon pit uh, interaction with him saying you know what's coming for you, you've always known is just immediately harking back to that and I just think that is certain almost I, I could bet my house on that if I owned it <laughs> uh, but what, if you agree let me know, if you don't don't, no, <laughs> if you don't do because we like the spirit of debate in this show well I do, I don't know what about the other two Um. anyway the next theory I have is about Jamie well it's not really a theory it's just kind of a thing I was thinking about and it's just between two characters I like thinking about the dynamics of two characters who haven't met in the show yet and this is one that I don't think has been really well covered uh, it's basically about Jamie and Gendry Gendry, Gendry, and will Jamie suss him out basically will Jamie be able to figure out that he is Robert's son or possibly, Cersei's son. Now I, I mentioned during the week on Twitter. Well, I said I hope they confirm this theory, and uh, it was basically of uh, Gendry saying his his mother had yellow hair, and his and Cersei saying her firstborn son died or was taken away from her, and she didn't see him, him die. But basically, that's what happened. And it's just it just aligns up too much. Considering it is Robert's son, um, but yeah, if if that does prove to be true, I feel like if Jimmy does meet him, I feel like he could he could sort it out. I feel like he could figure it out. I feel like that could be his thing, or he could have a feeling in his gut, and like he got a brand or something, and that's how it's figured out. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it's. I'm kind of excited anyway, and uh, it'll be an interesting, even if it's not true it'll be an interesting dynamic between them because here is the guy who is fucking his stepmom well not really stepmom is that what it is, what is a bastard child's relationship to their father's wife is there a name for that, there probably is Catelyn and John too, but anyway let's not get bogged down in the specifics here (laughs) Oh my God! Actually, I'm just about to move into an even more. Oh, this 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 theory just got me right in the right in the right in the excitement bone. <laughs> During the week, It's that Littlefinger is still alive? And yes, I know we all saw him die. We saw Arya slit his throat. We saw Sansa sit there like a super bitch you know, showing off her power and all this but uh, and Bran being awkward in the corner as per usual but I think this theory does go uh, like I wasn't satisfied by Littlefinger's death at all I felt that Littlefinger that what he did during that last season did not make any sense at all and the advice he was doing he wasn't taking it he wasn't taking it at all he was saying oh uh tch. Uh, you've got to look at the danger you've got to imagine all of the all of the worst things and that's what you should prepare for and all this shit and yet he doesn't uh, he doesn't prepare for that himself with Sansa who knows he's up to shit and Sansa who know who who would be better off without him there and I don't know it just didn't, didn't stack up for me altogether and this theory goes that he traded faces with someone now the theory I watched on YouTube was that he traded faces with the blonde lady who he gave supposedly a note to because she says to him like someone someone read her lips or turned the volume up really high and she says your time is up and Aidan Gillen said in an interview afterwards about something unrelated he said that phrase as well and it's 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 palpable I feel like i i, I could see that happening, and also like his great grandfather was bravosi. why include that in the story? why include that he has blood from bravos if it doesn't relate to the house of black and white and the Faceless men i and and I've always wondered that, and I wondered about that before would that come to play that he happened to be um and if he would be a faceless man or know about them at least because apparently if you give the coin the the faceless man coin the bravosi coin to anyone from Bravos and say Valor or Morgulus or, or whatever it is then they take you right to the right place and also um, the blonde lady he gave the note to supposedly it was the coin that he was giving it to given to her and as she was actually a faceless man who then dressed up as him so that she went to court dressed up as Littlefinger and died for him. Or, or not whether or not she knew about it or not. That would be really interesting. And I and I just I'm I'm kind of excited about that prospect. I won't not gonna lie. And uh, yeah. But if if Littlefinger if it doesn't prove to be true and Littlefinger's just dead and he didn't take his own advice, I'm kind of disappointed with that storyline even I I mean there's there are deleted scenes to be seen. Um so we'll see more of Arya Bran and Sansa plotting, but whatever plotting they did, it doesn't explain Littlefinger's actions or lack thereof. And uh I don't know. I'm a bit disappointed. But that theory kind of perked me up. Anyway, moving on. Uh, This is on to book news. So, uh, all of you Song of Ice and Fire fans... uh, Your ears can perk up a little. Or not. (laughs) Because George Martin says that Winds of Winter won't be out this year. But Fire and Blood, a history of the Targaryen family. Part 1 will be. And it will be out this year and before Winds of Winter. And Part 2 of Fire and Blood so it's a second volume will be out after Winds of Winter so we got ourselves a little timeline and I feel like it could be coming near and I I don't know I feel like George Martin might be withholding publication of Winds of Winter until after season 8 comes out because it'll generate some serious serious sales and uh, the ending could be totally different to what's well the basic ending will be the same but I feel like you're going to take a completely different road to get there uh, yeah, so uh, what do you, what do you, why, what do you think the holdup is with George Martin? Do you think he has everything written? Do you think he has everything written and he just wants to put it in the right order? Do you feel like it's a, a TV a backdoor agreement that he's not he's withholding publication until after they're done? Well, is the publisher of the book? Do they have some sort of input into this, or is he totally fucking them over? Is George Martin taking on extra projects? Because he doesn't have any interest in finishing off the the this Song of Ice and Fire series. What do you think? Tweet me, Brotherhood Pod, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what you think. Maybe able to run a poll on that during the week. Who knows? I saw. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, bored or anything. I'm just. I'm just exhaling. I've had a long, tough week. It's Friday now when this is coming out. No, it'll be Thursday actually. Fuck that. So, next theory, what happened to Salador Sand? Who the fuck is Salador Sand, you may ask. I asked that too, and then I saw him, and I was like, oh, that guy, but this is a podcast, so you won't be able to do that. And I feel like I have a burden of responsibility to catch you up on his background. Salador Sand was the guy who brought in ships for Stannis on behalf, well, after, yeah, before the the Battle of the Blackwater he was a pirate and a rogue trader and Davos knew him Davos was the person to get the deal together remember he was on the boat and he gave him all the gold and uh, yeah eventually his fleet got wiped the fuck out during the Blackwater because of all the wildfire and Tyrion and stuff like that but uh, there was no real closure on what happened to him and they don't let away many loose ends in Game of Thrones they kind of they kind of like to tie those up so um, kind of be interesting to see if he comes back into it and this theory I heard goes uh, that Davos will approach him again to try and bring in ships and uh, I don't know where is he now, is he in the north is he in the golden company if he's that interested in coin and he likes you know fleets he could be shipping the golden company to Westeros who knows and uh, additionally another thing to add on to the end of this what about Davos will he be in charge of the the Daenerys' fleet now that um, Yara is she's been captured and stuff like no who else there has any naval experience no one really except Davos Uh, even though he's only ever lost a battle but I don't know that's just a theory thought it was interesting thought I'd mention it thought I'd leave it out with you and this, this and, and, uh, there are loose ends there that need to be tied up and I know we're not going to have much time next season with only six episodes but they're going to be long ass episodes so I think there is room there for <laughs> explanation of these little things maybe not maybe he'll only show up on screen for a sec uh, oh well. so what's next this one has been doing the rounds for years, but I thought I'd just bring it up because, uh, because I like it. I don't know. I feel like it's 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 very it's very explanatory of everything, but maybe it's too convenient. It's the Jack and Hagar is Rhaegar theory. Now like they look like like since they cast the new guy, other than the hair, they kind of look a little bit alike, and. uh I mean, he he has a streak in his hair, Jacken, the silver streak. But if he really, why did he have the streak of his faceless man and trying to hide his identity? If he was trying to hide his identity after the the uh, Robert's Rebellion, he would just get rid of it. So it's kind of dumb by using that as evidence because it's kind of it doesn't really count as evidence unless he's trying to leave a little hint here for Arya or Bran or someone like that. Uh, maybe Arya will ask Bran how, what his journey was at some point someone said he carries the same grace I guess he does carry grace but like who the fuck knows what grace Rhaegar carried other than like, second um, hand second hand accounts but anyway another bit of evidence this is probably the strongest bit of evidence is that he befriended Arya and he didn't really have any motivation if he's just a faceless man and it's very strange that he let himself be captured in the black cells on the whites of the wall for no reason unless of course he's trying to protect Ned's daughter just like Ned protected his son Jon Snow it would add up a lot and I feel like his time was right because all this is going on after Ned was killed and if Rhaegar was alive all that time well he was essentially killed and Ned protected the son anyway you get that you get that, you get that point you're smart you're a smart audience smart audience now um, Arya by all accounts is like Liana like she he, she looked like her she acted like her and, and there was a quote from Ned at one point he said Arya you're the wildest in new child the wolf blood my father used to call it Liana had a touch of it and my brother Brandon more than a touch I brought them both to early, it brought them both to an early grave Liana might have carried a sword of my lord father aloud You remind me of her sometimes. You even look like her. That's a very long quote to compare Liana and Arya. I guess it's just some exposition, like, exposition on both of them. But it's interesting that they compare them. And it's not the only time it happens. There's lots. And talking, focusing back on Rhaegar again. Oh yeah. The actor who plays Jacques Nagar is like speculating about the series as well and he says well if he we rearrange the letters it could spell something similar to Rhaegar and Hagar you know all that stuff but you know it's, it's interesting but he's kind of between that and the hair streak he's trying to it's like he's trying to be found out maybe he is um, maybe he felt guilty for running and he wanted to be caught somewhere deep inside but back on how he died there was lots of focus on Rhaegar's rubies because he wore an armour that was head to toe covered in rubies so he was really obvious and really easy to find and that happens with a lot of uh, a lot of fighters in Game of Thrones like if we remember the the Hound had a, like a, a special helmet Gendry made his own little bull helmet too and uh and George Martin actually complained at one point that Stannis and the Hound weren't wearing their helmets at Blackwater. And that was just kind of a throwaway comment at the time. But this the, the, the point this theory is making could make it more relevant. Basically, they said because Rhaegar was tip to tail in rubies, either he was covered so much in armour that no one could see the identity of him, so it could have just been a King's guard that wore lots of armour, and... Uh, it wasn't actually him. He had fled, or that it was an imposter disguised or glamoured with Ruby's Melisandre style. Because we all know what Rubies can do. Because you know Melisandre was 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 made look really young, which is actually a four hundred year old witch thing. And Manserader did it in the books too. He he tried to make himself look like someone else by that, and that's really interesting. And if. If he was trying to fulfill the prince that was promised... Prophecy... Then... It would totally... Line up that he would use... Get someone to use... Or someone voluntarily die... For him... Using... Relore's magic... Glamouring... Uh... And also like... He's kind of going... There have been a lot of similarities... Uh, drawn between the the faceless god and R'laure but you know that's kind of looking very deeply into it but who knows um anyway that's all I got for you this week hope you enjoyed it hope you liked the show hope you review me five stars Apple Podcasts maybe not maybe you're just gonna forget about it as soon as you go but you know what I'm glad you listened this far in and uh yeah I'll be back with you next week with more juice. That's a grey area. I'm just stealing her fucking phrase now, but I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to, grey area. And, uh, yeah, listen, I, there's, there's theories coming out left, right and centre, even in this off-season. I somehow have avoided spoilers, production spoilers. And That is great. And I'm happy with that. And I like to keep it that way. Um, if you have any other theories that you'd like to share, tweet us at BrotherhoodPod, email me with your questions. Sound recording. Ideally if you want. Text. That's fine too. Uh, at bannersmanners at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Tumblr. Or whatever you call that. Tumbling. And uh, yeah you can find us here. There's at Forward slash brotherhood. that well, manners pod. Or something like that. I don't know what the exact URL is. So uh, see you next week.